Atlanta season five is in full swing, uh, and you're writing an episode this year. I am, and uh, I had a, I'm in prep for it right now. In fact, and uh, again, I had I had fun writing it because I gave myself and had a little more time to do it. I the one thing I'm I'm I found uh, when we were making forty episodes a year for those three years, and it happened the first time I tried to do this when I was producing The Outer Limits and the first. Uh, uh, two seasons, three seasons of Stargate at the same time, is that something gives, and quite often it's cre- creative. And and I, I, uh, as, uh, we, you always try to make the best product you can, always. And it's just that when you find, when you give yourself that little bit of extra time, oh yeah, I can solve that, or oh yeah, that, that's a nice little character moment, and uh, and you can make it better. You can make you can make write a better script. You can uh, be on set more. You have those luxuries. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I like this one. I feel pretty good about it. It's a, a character study for, uh, for, uh, for practically everyone mm-hmm. on the cast. And, and David gets to play as an actor in a very big way. Mm-hmm. He's extremely excited about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. He says it's the, probably the best that he's... That he's he says it's one of his favorites. <laughs> Good. Well, it, you know, I uh, wrote a scene between him and uh, I shouldn't I should never admit this, but I, I get right, when I am writing, I get right into it. And uh, my uh, daughter uh, happened to come and ask me to help her for, with something as I was writing a scene, and I'm all choked up. And I'm like, I got tears coming down my Aww. face. I'm writing away. She goes, Dad, what's wrong? What's wrong? Oh, nothing, honey. I'm writing a scene. I'm writing a scene. I'm all embarrassed. <laughs> but um, I've heard it from uh, a, fo- a few folks reading the script that uh, it's choked them up. Ho- hopefully, I have the same effect on the audience when uh, when they see the scenes. Is this a scene between David and Kate? There's lots of scenes. It's uh, it's sad. It's sad. It's moving. It's, I wouldn't say sad. It's moving. And it, and it, it's, it's everything. Everything's okay. I don't kill anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a basic log line of what this one is about? Um, it is the inverse of Flowers for Algernon. Oh. Uh, McKay, okay. McKay uh, ends up suffering from uh, uh, the effects of uh, something that is very common among uh, very, the very old in the Pegasus Galaxy that is equivalent to uh, uh, fast onset Alzheimer's and... Uh, and that's uh, called second childhood in uh, in the Pegasus Galaxy, and he uh, he very quickly not just loses his memory and but becomes quite childlike. And uh, as opposed to what he already is, I, I mean, childish. childish. Well, he's childish, but the, interestingly, the first symptom is that he's a wonderful person, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody notices nobody notices that there's something wrong at first because they all like it. Until it's too late to to operate, and and then Ronan comes up with an idea, uh, and that's the and the story goes takes off from there. That's not told in a linear fashion; it's it goes back and forth. Oh, okay. Um, and the other kind of big thing that I got on the go that I'd like to mention while yeah. I got you guys here is I'm I'm redoing Children of the Gods. What? Really? Yeah, I uh, I feel uh, I saw it on television the other day. Or, or uh, not the other day. At some point, like months ago, and I and I thought, God, we can do better than this. 
and it wasn't just it wasn't just the visual effects it was it was the whole thing it was the way we tell story it was it was the it was the the whole four by three uh, oh, yeah. uh, thing and and I thought the score and the uh, and the music were, was so heavy handed and there, frankly there was some bad writing <laughs> and uh so this is not just a new cut. This is this. We went back to dailies. Rescored and oh wow! We're rescoring. We're taking some of the original shooting footage or, or shooting uh, new material. Uh, there is new material, but most of the new material is visual visual effects or scenes that have been cut. Um, it is it is tighter. It's significantly uh-huh. tighter. Mm-hmm. It is not a pilot like in, in in some ways. Children of the Gods was a was an excellent pilot episode, but but twelve years on what. It's what is worth making, I think, is the the movie. It's the story that is Children of the Gods. Yeah. That is the movie. Yeah. And uh, Brad Rines, who I've been working with for fourteen years now as an editor, mm-hmm. uh, went back to the original dailies, and we spent a week or so together recutting. Um, after he had put together a marvelous cut, uh, editing, uh, pulling some stuff out, adding some stuff, uh, updating the visual effects in many mm-hmm. many cases. Uh, cutting out things that I thought never belonged there, like the nudity. I was always, yeah. as you know, you know. Well, Showtime said you have to do this, didn't they? <sighs> they did, and I stomped up and down and said it's a bad idea, and I didn't stomp loudly enough. And uh, and I told, I think I told you the story of bringing my then five-year-old daughter to the f- to the final cut, oh. and said. Uh, said pointedly to try to make my point. Well, I have to take my daughter out of the uh, room now for the next scene. Hint, hint. And, uh, and, uh, actually he said, uh, the, the then president, uh, of MGM, John Symes, who's a wonderful guy. I don't mean to say this in any negative way, but he, he knew what Showtime wanted and, and, but he, he cut a little of it back and it just wasn't enough. It doesn't belong in Stargate. And, and I don't mean that I'm not approved. It just, it's not, you know, this is a family show. And yeah, it, has, it, it, has, it has violence. There's no, there's no question it has violence. But it is almost always some sort of just violence as opposed to random or gratuitous. And... Uh, what else gets cut or uh, 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 there's just There's just some, uh, some awkward dialogue. <laughs> uh, we call it pipe. Uh, where you where you just overstated the obvious a million times, uh, and uh, and so it's simply seven minutes tighter uh, with a plus a new scene, with a slightly different beginning. Uh, I, uh, I I had in my original plan to uh, to reshoot the whole beginning, but there's there there were financial constraints simply because uh, simply because redoing a lot of the visual effects is expensive. Mm-hmm. And Stargate puddles are still expensive as hell. Yeah. And uh, and I wanted to give some uh, some money for Joel to uh, uh, to remix his uh, or, re- or re-edit his original score, mm-hmm. because there, while Joel did a lot of the music for the pilot, uh, uh, MGM insisted that we uh, that not we I didn't want to do it either, <laughs> but that a ton of music from the original, from the David, feature, David, David Arnold's score, be slapped on top of it. And so, and this is actually what motivated the whole thing. I, Joel's music, I thought, originally was so beautiful and so understated in comparison. Uh, I understand why MGM did it, sure. and you know what? 
10 years later of a very successful franchise, they could well have been right. But at least this is an, another way of looking at it. It's a different... It's, well, it's going to feel like a different movie. Well, Children of the Gods, I mean, you weren't just creating a pilot. You were essentially creating Stargate Part 2. In a way, yeah. Well, going, your... we're creating a universe in which yeah. a series could take place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, there are elements of, the, of, of this cut that, that uh, are just a movie. I mean, yes, it's still setting it up. I don't mean to... If, I haven't... It's still, it's still Children of the Gods. I just think it's a it's a better experience of Children of the Gods. Would you call it a special edition? I don't know what to call it, to be honest. Uh, Robert Cooper keeps saying a special producer's cut, <laughs> <laughs> which is it's very funny. But uh, is this going to see a DVD release? It'll be a DVD release. Do you and, have a timetable? Uh, no. Does the old Children of the Gods maybe go away? Will there be a TV version that you can give to Sci-Fi to put in the rotation? Uh, the old. Children of the Gods will never go away because, and I don't think fans—I think fans are going to be mad at me for for playing with it in the first place. But I just—it's kind of the one I wish we'd made to begin with. Yeah, just don't make Greedo shoot first. <laughs> That's a good analogy. That's funny. This is a—you know what? This is a. This is different in the sense that if you A and B the two cuts you will notice that the cutting pattern is entirely different mm. and therefore the performances are different mm. um, there are it, uh, it's a different <laughs> it's a different movie uh, for, you know side by side you'd go oh my goodness this is just so different was there anything that happened in your life where you said this is the time that I want to redo this what what spawned this it, it came from um, you can talk about it. sure it came from a desire of uh, uh, a conversation I had with Jim Packer, who is an executive VP at MGM, where he was talking about bloopers, and he said, well, "We want to, you know, we want to go back and and go back into the last ten years. There's probably a ton of bloopers there, and we want to put them on a, a DVD release." And I said, hey, "If we're going to go back in the last ten years, let's remake Children of the Gods and use the original score from Joel." And honestly, my first intention was simply to just release the existing cut. Uh, because we could never do the one that, that we have now as a Blu-ray. So you're going to have to go back to dailies anywhere, anyway. And be, well, even though this can be an up-res for a lot of it, because up has come so far since the original uh, up of, uh, of for HD, we can. Uh, we I saw a 1080p up of certain scenes of Children of the Gods, and they look fabulous because it was originally shot on 35. So, um, so. Uh, but that's going back to uh, the the original uh, D two. So you can't. Uh, we were going to have to go back to to we recut it anyway. And so if we're going to recut it, let's if we're going to go in, let's do it. Let's do it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I asked for a budget, and and uh, they were very gracious and gave it to me. Okay. It's it's a it's a pet project. To to be perfectly honest, it's something that I'll feel better about. <laughs> Are any of the actors coming back to do any of these uh, tweaks? They may have to do some uh, ADR. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I'm hoping uh, we, we could do it without them, but I could have it delivered in a in a couple of months. But they'll, the Fox and MGM will decide when it gets released. Sure. Probably closer to Christmas. Makes sense. But it's probably this year. Oh yeah, I, okay. I can't. It, can be this year. It'll be ready for this year, and it may well be uh, aired for the very first time uh, on MGM's uh, HD, or even on Sci-Fi's HD. I mean, it, it, it's for people who have seen the original Children of the Gods enough times, you will notice 
you'll, you'll notice the difference, and I think you will like it better. For somebody who has never seen it before, if they saw the two, I think they would think this the new one is the better movie. Cool. I hope so. <laughs> I know so. It's better. That's ten. It's I've got a lot of experience now under the, you know, cutting for sixteen by nine alone changes everything. Mm-hmm. And the other cool thing coming down is something that David's very much involved with, and that's Stargate Worlds. And I'm so excited about that. I think it's very cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's it's right around the corner. And uh, you're excited with what you've seen so far. Yeah, I mean, it's very cool. Um, how does this just game, sorry. How does this game, as as uh, storytelling in a very different medium, fit into the Stargate canon in your world, in your mind? Well, it definitely it definitely breaks new ground, but it breaks new ground in a in a way that um, that is different because it has to be a different kind of storytelling. It's it's not it's just not here's the story here's another story here's another story which is what I'm used to doing. It is a, uh, uh, it's a different way of of, uh, of playing in the Stargate universe, and uh, and I and I know just from the artwork and from everything I've read that while there are elements of it that that they that have been that are newly created for the game, uh, that they are very respectful, incredibly respectful for the existing uh, canon and and, and for the. Uh, the exact the elements of Stargate, like the Jaffa, uh, the the free Jaffa. I mean, they they've broken it down in terms of characters that you can play, and and of course that's that's what they had to do. And the overriding arc of their of their story isn't isn't something that we could have done as a as an episode or a single episode or even as a series arc. It's a big honking story, big enough to be a massive multiplayer role game. So. <laughs> Take forty hours, fifty yeah. hours to get through. There you go. I mean, that's, that's one chart. Exactly, and <laughs> exactly, and so you're talking literally uh, seasons of television, uh, comparatively, but all one, all essentially one story, which we don't do. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of like letting it go off on its own, knowing that knowing that the people who are doing it are uh, care as much about. Uh, um, I don't want to say the word honoring because that sounds so self-indulgent, but but respectful of 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 the canon and of the franchise itself, because they don't want to alienate fans who are uh, they want the fans obviously to join in, but just fans ain't going to make it work. So mm-hmm. uh, Stargate fans are eagerly awaiting word from MGM and Sci-Fi as to what's next. Is it going to be a third movie first? Is it going to be a third series first? Yes. Give us a status update. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We know we're doing something. Uh-huh. That's all I can tell you right now. I, I'm a, I have been a bit frustrated at the uh, time it takes for these uh, things to unfold. Uh, part of the part of the reason it's taking a while is is Atlantis is currently ongoing, yeah. and and also because uh, we didn't want to. Uh, Go into uh, development with anything during the writer strike mm-hmm. uh, uh, because it seemed inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Even though we're Canadian, uh, we recognized it was for the American marketplace, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was respectful of the American. Uh, uh, I'm a member of the Writers Guild of America, and uh, uh, so it, it was wrong on many levels. And having said that, um, 
were internally, Robert and I are a little bit torn uh, because we had such a good time making The Ark of Truth and uh, Stargate Continuum. Uh, making one or two of those a year uh, would be a damn fine thing yeah. to do. Honestly, I would. it takes up uh, a chunk of, a big chunk of time writing it, a big chunk of time making it, and then the post on a movie is twice, well, more than twice as complicated as post on the biggest episodes. So it's not like you can just, you know, knock one off while you're making a television show. It's just too much. But uh, uh, I also know that uh, that Stargate Universe uh, is a good idea for a television show. So, Are the crew and the writers uh, not anxious to get back to 40 hours a year and do two shows simultaneously? Uh, I'm not anxious to do that. Uh, it was almost out of necessity that we did it last time. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, the money we had to do it to do uh, Atlantis was barely enough to do it right, and the dollar had just skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we said we could do it, it was based on a dollar that was very different. And uh, I hate to get practical here, but every every point, every tenth of a of a of a dollar, you know, uh, every point on the is something like uh, well, depending on the budget on a movie, it's enormous. But on a on a television show, it's uh, you're looking at you know sixty to eighty thousand dollars, and so that just comes off the screen. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we like things on the screen. <laughs> yeah. We like to make the biggest show we can. And I hate 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 uh, being so. And I know fans. Uh, don't like hearing about the nuts and bolts of production and, and uh, to a certain extent but but when I see big expensive network shows uh, with with literally two and three times our budget uh, and I think man what could we do with that <laughs> I know we did we made a we made continuum for the budget of a big of a regular episode of of uh, yeah exactly <laughs> When Stargate Universe does get here, uh, how different do you think this series needs to be to move the franchise forward and attract new viewers? How closely, on the other hand, does it need to stay to the established formula? Well, you just you just hit the nail on the head because it's got to be both. Mm-hmm. It has to it has to make it has to feel like Stargate, and it has to feel new. And that's that's the tightrope. That's the balance you have to to uh, maintain, and that's the challenge. You. you you will. Uh, we will never get away with. Uh, uh, let me, to put it in the simplest terms, if we had ever just done SG two as a series, it would never have worked. Uh, it's, you know, it's it's not the CSI uh, uh, model uh, because, uh, and it's it's because it's frankly because of the uh, of the heroes that that our our team is. Uh, the reason the reason we couldn't set Atlantis in this galaxy. Is, uh, if SG-1 was going alongside it on a day-to-day basis, is, is well, wait a minute, where are these guys? If you're in this dire situation, well, SG-1's right over here, why don't you call them, and vice versa? Uh, which which uh, and ended up giving me the idea to do uh, Pegasus Project, uh, where they yeah. do have to work together, and, and uh, or, or at least interact uh, once, as fun as it was. Uh, but uh, and I, I was schizophrenic during that uh, making of that episode too. Because, exactly, 
This, this is an SG-1, right? Because I'm writing for Atlantis. <laughs> that was originally an Atlantis idea, wasn't it? Uh, no. No? No. Uh, the Supergate was my pet with Beachhead. I, I thought, well, this is a far, far distance. If we're going to go in another galaxy, uh, let's come up with some mechanism to get them here. I love. I just love the notion of the Supergate, and it's actually my favorite shot in the Ark of Truth, uh, and in Camelot when it when it opens. It's mm-hmm. just cool. It's just a massive fun. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. The scales changed significantly since Beachhead, but we won't go there. The uh, the Pegasus Project showed that the two shows could work together and generate such a good script. Were you disappointed that more opportunities never didn't never really? Oh, it was a nightmare of logistics. Yeah, uh, and it's it's prohibitively expensive. Uh, I th- I would argue though that in a in any future uh, Stargate movies, you could call from both casts, and uh, and I think any Atlantis feature uh, might want to involve Stargate Command. Uh, I, I really hope we get the chance to uh, to do a theatrical release, and I hope Continuum's success. I hope it's just first. First, I hope it's successful, and, <laughs> and secondly, I hope that that success uh, gives us uh, the opportunity to do that. Arkham Truth is doing very well. I know it's far exceeding their expectations in terms of sales. Um, There's no threat of of striking the SGC set anytime in the near future. It costs a lot to sit there, though. It costs a lot to sit there, although we do use it. Uh, yeah. It would cost uh, so much more to take it down and put it up again uh, if we're doing a series of SG-1 movies. It's, so it's a, you know, if you do the analysis, as long as we do another movie, then it's worth it mm-hmm. keeping. Uh, if, if it looks like there are no SG-1 movies on the horizon, uh, then that's when it's going to come down. Mm-hmm. So... There's your clue right there. That's why it's, it's still up. <laughs> Hint. <laughs> you told us uh, when you talked with David last fall that you were you and Rob were getting ready to go to Sci-Fi to pitch universe. Yeah. Uh, was it received well? The pitch was received very well. Uh, and then the strike happened. The, 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 the strike is only, frankly, part of it. Yeah. We pitched an expensive series. The idea we have is is not cheap. The universe, if we do it the way we want to do it, um, is very expensive. And I'm kind of, uh, I think we've proven ourselves. <laughs> uh, so can we please have enough money to do it right yeah. this time? And it, and it, and if not, then honestly, I don't want to do it. Why do it wrong? Why do it no. wrong? Thank you. Well said. Are there any hints about the show's premise or characters that you're ready to go public with yet? I will say that it is that it is set. Uh, if, uh, Stargate Universe. The idea of it is that it's set on a ship, a ship that was uh, part of an ancient experiment that was set in motion, uh, probably m- millions of years ago. One that they never saw to fruition, but that we can. They got a little busy with. They got busy with the whole ascension thing. Yeah. And uh, and yet their goal for the creation of this experiment, which is to send a ship literally across the universe, and to send one 
ahead of it seeding the galaxy with uh, the galaxies that they encounter yeah. mm-hmm. with stargates uh, and that they would one day use the ninth chevron to get there and that's that's what stargate universe is wormhole disengaged